0: Tortoise. Hello, I'm Claudia, and this is The SenseMaker from Tortoise. One story every day to make sense of the world. Today, for almost two years, the US and EU have been funding Ukraine's defensive war against Russia. But as the conflict trundles into its third year, both Washington and Brussels have failed to agree on future funding for military aid. With ammunition already running out, could this be the beginning of the end for Ukraine? That's after a short break. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear
1: the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax
2: and think about
1: work.
2: Back in 2015,
0: when Volodymyr Zelensky was just your average comedian on Ukrainian TV, he made a joke in a sketch about how getting military funding from the US was like installing an app on your laptop. The first part downloads super fast, until it gets to 99%, and then suddenly it stalls and says it needs three years to complete. Fast forward eight years, and he's now president of Ukraine. And he really is waiting for promised military funding that seems like it's never going to arrive. Except now...
2: We are fighting for our freedom and yours.
0: Things are a lot less funny. The US, together with the EU, are by far the biggest suppliers of military and financial aid to Ukraine. But they need to renew those supplies soon. Ukraine is already running out of ammunition and it's starting to affect their position on the battlefield. And so it was that President Zelensky set out last week with the resolve to win over both Washington and Brussels and convince them to approve financial aid packages worth $115 billion. President Zelensky, it's an honor to welcome you back to the White House. Standing beside President Biden, President Zelensky told Americans that his nation was fighting the war on behalf of all Europe against Russia's expansionist aims.
2: For nearly two years, we have been in a full-scale war, the biggest since World War II, fighting for freedom. We stand for no matter what Putin tries.
0: Fighting for the free world. It should be an easy sell in the US, right? Except the $60 billion Ukraine wants is tied up in a bill that includes defence funding for Israel and for Taiwan. And most importantly, it also contains a package to fund extra security on America's border with Mexico. It's disagreements about whether this part of the deal is strong enough that have caused issues. Nina Curiata is Tortoise's Ukraine editor.
2: So the bill, including the military aid to Ukraine, wasn't passed in the US. Instead of $61 billion, Joe Biden just released $20 million, this small package which didn't require Congress's approval. He hopes he can try to pass the bill when Congress returns from Christmas recess. But it was a blow to Zelensky.
0: It was a blow for President Zelensky. But there were plenty more days in the week and more opportunities. He boarded a plane to Europe for an EU summit. On the table, Ukrainian future membership of the European Union and a fresh 50 billion euro aid package, including military aid. But both needed unanimous agreement to pass, meaning it would only take one of the 27 EU member states to object for the whole thing to be derailed. The country most likely to cause headaches was Hungary, whose far-right leader Viktor Orban feels he has more in common with Moscow than with Brussels. On Thursday, European leaders voted on whether or not to allow Ukraine to begin the long journey towards becoming an EU member state. In a pre-agreed move, Viktor Orban walked out of the room as the vote took place. And the motion passed. Surely a win for President Zelensky.
2: So this step made by the EU parliament was very symbolic and politically very important, clearly showing Vladimir Putin that Ukraine, as well as Moldova and Georgia, shouldn't be in his area of influence, did send a message about EU support and the European future of Ukraine, but it doesn't help Zelensky with his main goal of securing funds to continue the war today.
0: Prime Minister Orban was less charitable when it came to voting for that 50 billion euro aid package for Ukraine because he said he didn't want his nation's funds to prolong the war. His veto means Ukraine won't get the money it wants from the EU this side of Christmas.
2: In terms of financial aid... Uh, the EU leaders promised to call for another summit early next year. And they said that if they don't get the unanimous support, they will find another way to support Ukraine. But as for now, Ukraine is left with a little uh, to continue this war and to wait for further developments.
0: We'll have more after the break. Right after the European vote, a relaxed and cheerful-looking Vladimir Putin held his first live televised appearance since the war began.
1: Today, Ukraine produces almost nothing. They
0: are to Where he reiterated his commitment to the war and mocked Vladimir Zelensky's failure to secure what he called freebies from Ukraine's allies.
1: They get everything, excuse the bad manners, for free. But this freebie may end someday. And apparently, it is ending.
0: Putin knows that if he hangs in there, fatigue in the West may mean that Ukraine's funding starts to
2: dry up. It's a vicious circle, because the aid depends on the Ukrainian advances on the battlefield. But in reality, Ukraine's advances on the battlefield depend on the military aid. If the EU and the US were able to provide enough funds and military aid, Ukraine could win this war quickly. Last week was a bad one for President Zelensky.
0: But in many ways, it's also made his mission going forward clearer. He knows he has two battlefronts to contend with now, a physical one against Russia, and an equally important and potentially deadly one against political fatigue. Thank you for listening to The Sensemaker from Tortoise. It was written by Chloe Hajimotheou with reporting by Nina Curriata. It was mixed by me, Claudia Williams. Tortoise.
1: Hello, I'm Alexi Mostris, host of Who Trolled Amber, the podcast that investigates whether there was an organised trolling campaign against Amber Heard. I'm excited to announce that on Wednesday the 12th of June, I'll be hosting a live event to discuss Who Trolled Amber, with Jen Robinson, Amber Heard's lawyer, and Gina Neff from the Minderoo Centre for Technology and Democracy. It's a great chance to hear insights into the world of celebrity PR, online disinformation and its effect on all our lives. You can book your place at tortoisemedia.com forward slash book.
2: ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. This
0: is Roundabout Season 2, and we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories
1: made along the way. We're talking rest stops, if we're stopping to get gas.